Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and I'm here with Emilia Bird from Morgan, Utah. Um, she's got a mission call to serve over in Zion in Independence, Missouri. I was just talking with her actually before uh, this episode, and um, I was just curious if Adam on Diamond's in her mission because I, I mean, I've never been over there, but I just think that'd be so cool. Definitely on the bucket list. But Emilia, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah. And um, just for those listening, Emilia actually, uh, she reached out to us and um, just she's a, a friend of of Kylie. If you haven't heard the recent episode with Kylie Horn, um, definitely go back and check that out. Great episode. Um, I think she's either going to the MTC like this week or is she already there? Do you know? I actually don't. I know she reports really, really soon, though. Yeah, I saw she her post a on lot Instagram. sooner than me. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, Emilia and Kylie were friends growing up. Is that right? Um, we were friends growing up, but we went to school together. I've okay. known her since like middle school through like gotcha. our senior year of high school. Cool, cool, cool. That's so. exciting. That's awesome. Well, yeah, Emilia, we want to uh, talk about your story, right? What um, what led you to decide to serve a mission? So I actually come from an entire family of uh, missionaries. All of them returned, my dad, my mom. And my mom actually served in Rochester, New York, which was also a historic sites mission. And it's still a historic sites mission. So it's really cool that I get to be called to a historic sites mission, just like my mom, because that's what she kind of wanted. And we're very similar in that way. So it's like I'm just one thing is connecting me more to my mom. But um Ever since I was like, when I got baptized, like I knew I wanted to, to tell people about the gospel and I knew like how much I loved it. It was just, it always fascinated me. And I wanted people to know about like the light that I have in my life. And I actually had an experience with, um, one of, one of my friends in Texas, I used to live in Texas and she was a non-member and she knew how devoted and, um, close to the gospel in the church I was and she was really curious about it and she came to me one day and she was like so why do you believe what you believe and you know I just told her I was like well I'm still young I've got my life ahead of me so I don't have all the answers but I can just tell you what I know and you know bear my testimony and I just told her you know this church is it's it's what we believe to be the true church you know and we had a prophet, Joseph Smith. He restored the church and he um, introduced the Book of Mormon to um, the Latter-day Saints. And we believe in baptism by immersion. We believe in being um, sealed in the temple with our family so we can live for time and all eternity. And she found the temple really interesting, especially when I told her about um, sealing people. And she was kind of confused. She was like, well, what's sealing? And I'm just like, well, it's just, it's when it's a ceremony in the temple and it's an ordinance that members of the church perform and it helps us to be sealed to our families because when most people die, they think that that's the end. They think they're never gonna see their families again. It's really, really sad and right. sometimes depressing. But as members of the church, we know that this life is not the end. Honestly, like to me, this life is like the beginning, honestly. It's like, you know, the other side, we have no idea what's waiting over there. And, you know, I told her that I have 
I have family members who had passed on. My grandpa actually just passed away like like a couple years ago before that. Mm -hmm. And I told her, you know, I have the opportunity to see my grandpa again because he was sealed to my great grandma and, you know, he's waiting for me. And so like, there's lots of, there's lots of work to do on the other side. And she found that really interesting. And then I told her about baptism and I showed her my baptism dress and she found that entire thing just to be so beautiful. She was like, your dress looks like a wedding dress. And I'm just like, well, it, it, it kind of is in a way, you know, you're being reborn, you're being, you're being washed and you're being cleaned. And, you know, I told her we have the opportunity to see the Holy ghost. And, you know, in that moment it was, you know, I was talking to her and I saw like her face light up and I was just like, okay, I want to do this. And like no one, like I knew my dad and my mom had served a mission, but my brothers hadn't gone yet. So like, I didn't have a lot of examples just yet, mm. but I knew like from that moment, I was like, I want to do this. Like, this is, this is amazing. Letting people know the truth. That's wonderful. That's mm -hmm. cool. And what, um, I, I mean, obviously you're still friends with, with this, this lady. Right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's super cool. Do you know if she's taken the discussions or like learned more about the gospel no i don't because she still lives in texas and i moved so i've like gone in contact with her over instagram and you know my mom is friends with her mom on facebook and stuff and oh, i sent oh. her a book of mormon i have no idea if she received it she never let me know but um we lost contact but i'm still friends with her and she still knows who i am i just went back to texas to visit her like like four years ago i think Cool. And that was awesome. And I didn't see that she was like going to church, but I could see that she, she had changed. She had become a more um, compassionate person than she was before. And she was still asking me, she was like, do you still believe what you believe? I'm like, yeah, I still believe what I believe. And, you know, she was still very, very curious. And, you know, I just told her, I was like, you know, you got me started. You got me started on, you know, my missionary past. And, mm -hmm. She's like, well, that's so awesome. So she's, she's awesome. She's a great girl, but I have no idea what she's doing right now. I hope she's doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's excellent. That's excellent. And, and I, um, I talk with people often about the, this concept, but something that we talked about on my mission was just that everyone's at a different stage spiritually. And um, I think it was like the scale of sevens is what we talked about where everyone needs about, you know, on average about seven positive experiences with Christ and his gospel and like the church and mm -hmm. to, to be ready to accept it. And um, obviously that's just, that's just a number. That's not an, any specific thing. Everyone's different, but you know, in essence, everyone's at a different stage. And like for this, for your friend, um, you know, if, if nothing else that, that helped her along that path, right. You mm -hmm. know, helps her come closer to Christ because really in this, in this world and in any, you know, in any phase of time, the gospel of Jesus Christ has always been the right answer. Yeah. So, and that, that's excellent that you're able to do that and get a taste of, uh, of what it's like. That's awesome. And so mm -hmm. in terms of like, I guess from that moment on, like what has preparing for the mission kind of been looking like for you? So, um, right now i actually got an um, email from my mission president saying that he wanted me to wake up at 6 30 start reading the book of mormon preach my gospel and all of that and 
I have been, you know, reading the Book of Mormon and studying it. And I've actually read the Book of Mormon fully through. I did that before I submitted my papers. Um, waking up has been a little rough. Still mm. working on that. But yeah. my studying has definitely increased. And I've been realizing that, like, you know, I'm, like, highlighting almost every single page of the Book of Mormon, which I've never done before. <laughs> and it's, like, crazy. Like, when you read the Book of Mormon fully through, and then you go back and you're actually studying it and, like, registering and processing what the words are saying mm -hmm. it's like crazy to see like oh i highlighted that before and i didn't even notice that that was so cool like i was literally reading in first nephi and i broke down into tears one day and i was like i've read this like three times throughout my life or maybe more and i just don't remember but i've never noticed how much it's affected me Right. And also going to the temple. I had the opportunity to go to the temple and receive my endowment um, last July. And that was the most spiritual and amazing moment of my life. My entire family was able to be there. My brother had just gone home from his mission and um, he actually had a fiance and she was able to be there. And it was just, it was so powerful. Like I had had spiritual moments in my life, but, you know, I came through into the slush room and my brother was like how do you feel and I'm just like spiritually high <laughs> like this is the most like powerful experience like I've ever had and it's just it's been awesome so I've been able to go to the temple a lot with my family and I'm hoping that I'll be able to work in the temple a little bit before I leave mm -hmm. so it's been really awesome but just really increasing increasing my studies has been the biggest preparation for my mission because I'm not a big studier but you know being a missionary you kind of need to you need to be a good studier of the book of mormon and preach my gospel and I, and I know my 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 president wanted me to know that he was like thank god was trying to tell him something like I'm not doing anything right now I'm not working so I gotta have something to prepare me to get out there but right. it's it's been awesome. Enjoyed every single second of it. That's a, that's awesome. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. and I, I think you bring up a, a good point because, you know, you read the Book of Mormon previously, right? You read it all the way through, but yeah, you, you mentioned when you're you're reading it again, and I, I think it's a really important point that that we and and those listening understand just that at different points in time, like different, like you know, when I'm getting like, say, someone's getting ready for school certain passages of scripture are going to hit them differently than when they're getting ready to go on a mission. Right? right. It's a little, it's a little different. And, you know, when say, you know, when you're getting ready to get married or when you're getting ready to have kids or like whatever it is, like whatever phase of life you're in, if you're getting ready for a new job, if you're getting ready to quit a job, like, you know, it's going to be different, different passages of scripture are going to hit you differently than mm -hmm. at times. And I think that's really powerful that, that you've kind of, you, you've learned that like, that's super cool. And that's something you can share with those you teach. Right. And so yeah. I think that's really cool. And just one of the many, many lessons we can learn about how scriptures apply in our lives and mm -hmm. how we can really liken them unto ourselves. Yeah. And one of the other really cool things was that I actually found my favorite scripture right before I spend my papers, which I'd been looking for forever because everyone had a favorite scripture and I was like I feel like an outcast like I don't have a favorite scripture what am I going to do so I was like searching and searching and searching and I finally found it and it was uh ether 12 verse 6 and it was talking about faith is something that is hoped for and not seen 
And that was really cool because I've always been a person that I've never needed proof. I've never needed to, to see God or to see Christ, to know that they're real and to know that the church is true. But, you know, I mean, I have received that though. I've received lots of revelation throughout my life. Like when I was nine years old, when I still lived in Texas, um, I was bullied a lot throughout elementary school. It was a very, very hard time in my life. And it was the first time in my life that I had felt hopeless and alone. And I felt like no one understands what I'm going through. Like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And I remember I was, I was in my room and I was completely alone and I was dusting uh, my baptism picture that my mom made for me. And while I was dusting it, I heard a voice like loud and clear. And it said, you are a child of God. And I was like, well, like I was scared at first because no one was in the room with me. I was completely alone. But then this, this warm and overwhelming of, of peace came over me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just heard God. I just heard the Holy Ghost. And I ran into my parents' room and I told them that I heard a voice. And my dad was like, my dad was getting up from his bed and ready to go into my room and like charge. Cause I said, I heard a voice and he was scared. And then I told him what the voice said. And um my mom she broke down into tears and she was like this is exactly what you needed in this point in your life because she knew how how hopeless and alone I was feeling and and it was true it was exactly what I needed so and that that was literally the root of my testimony that is where my testimony comes from and that is why I cannot back down from what I know because even though I don't need proof I've gotten that that proof I've had that revelation that God is real and he is he is aware of all of us in our in our darkest hours when when we need him the most he is he is there and so that's why I know like I'm not afraid to go on a mission because I know he will be there when I need him and when other people need him that's powerful mm -hmm. that's really powerful and and what a powerful testimony that you have to be able to testify of that. Yeah. And, I mean, I can testify that just by, you know, you sharing that story and sharing what you know, just now, I definitely know that I felt the spirit. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I want to just thank you for that. And thanks for, for being willing to share that here on the, on the podcast with those, those listening. And um, absolutely. Yeah. That's just such a powerful truth. You know, and, and everything kind of goes down, comes, I guess, comes back around to that. You know, President Nelson in a recent uh, devotional, he talked about our eternal identity. Like that's, you know, out of, out of all, all the things we can identify as, identifying as a son or a daughter of God is number one. Yeah, that's important. On the list, mm -hmm. exactly. And, you know, and, we, and when we have a testimony of that, like you do, there is little very little to nothing that will get in our way or stop us from doing what is right. Because if we know who we are, we're not going to be nearly as tempted to do things that aren't becoming of who we really are or who we can be. Yeah. So, so awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, mm -hmm. I guess in terms of um, advice that you'd give for those that are maybe on the fence, maybe not quite sure if they want to serve, um, what would you, what would you share? 
Um, like I said, just trusting in the Lord, knowing that he's got a plan for you because that was, that was the biggest thing because it, it literally took me three months to get my mission call. Cause I submitted my papers in January and I had my state president text me and tell me that, you know, I had to take a pre-mission assessment for like mental health problems, which is weird because I have nothing linking me to that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it came completely out of the blue. And I just wanted to get on my mission. I was ready. I graduated high school. I'd been through the temple. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Right. But, um, and so I went through that, that mission assessment and it was, it was hard when I first got that. I was like, I was like, like, God, what are you doing? Like, this is what you want me to do. I have done everything you've ever asked me to. You know, I got clarification that I needed to serve a mission, you know, just at my last girls camp. And so I was really confused and I was just like, what do I do here? You know, I'm, I'm stuck. I wanted to get out. And my dad was like, you can look at this two ways. You can look at this as a huge delay and it can derail you and it can bring you down. And you could even just decide not to go because it's taking so long. Or you could look at this as trials make you strong. Our weaknesses become our strengths. And patience is a weakness of mine. And I think that's what God was trying to test me on. He was trying to test me on my patience. And I literally just had to say, okay, Lord, this is not what I want. This isn't what I planned, but I trust you completely. This is in your hands. You know me better than I know myself. You know me better than anyone. This is in your hands. So to anyone who is on the fence of serving a mission, there is a plan for you. Trust in the Lord. And if you pray, you will get that confirmation. That's how I got the confirmation that I needed to serve a mission. I prayed, I fasted, I went to the temple, you know, but prayer was, was how I got my confirmation. And that is the, that is the biggest thing that I can leave with people is that prayer is so powerful and the answers that come through prayer from God are indescribable. Like you think about it, how did the church start? The church started because Joseph Smith was praying and he asked a question and it was answered. So, you know, we may think that God doesn't hear our prayers. He doesn't answer us. I know in that three months, I was like, God is not hearing my prayers. Everything is just going wrong. Like my papers got lost in the missionary department. No one contacted my stake president. No one contacted me. And I had no idea what was happening. I was like, God's not hearing me. Like, what is happening? Mm. But I knew that if I just kept, you know, putting my trust in the Lord and placing my foot forward in faith, you know, I knew that everything would turn out in the, in the end. And my mission call came at the best time. I got to open my call on Easter and my mission was able to be announced on my birthday in fast and testimony meeting. So that was, that was really cool. And at the end of it, I was like, it took long. It was a long wait, but it was so worth it. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, God, for, for this trial and this challenge. And it was something that prepared me for the mission because it was something that I had already been through. That was so hard. And it was like, okay, this is what the mission is going to be like. It's going to be hard. It's sometimes going to really suck, but I know I have God with me and trusting the Lord is so important. So 
trust in the Lord. He has a plan. Even if it's not what you want, it is the perfect plan for you. And it will be worth it in the end, no matter how hard the journey is. It will be worth it if you trust in him. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was that was really powerful. Um, definitely a lot of words of wisdom. And for those listening, you might want to just go back and listen to that again. Um, take some notes. Definitely see what you can do to apply that in your life. And, and really, you know, when we do trust the Lord and know that his plan and his purposes are often not our own, um, but they are better than what we have in mind. And yeah, uh, absolutely. remember that because it's like, you, like uh, Emily was, was just sharing. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard. A lot of times it's hard, but hard isn't always bad. Hard is good a lot of times because that means we can grow. We have an opportunity to, to grow and become more like God. So Emilia, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It's been a pleasure getting to hear your story and to learn from you. You're going to be a wonderful missionary over in Zion. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Have fun over in independence and uh, give them heaven. I will. Thank you. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, Check out the Called to Serve Mission Journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, Write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life. Close quote. The official Call to Serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.